It's 4 p.m. Stand up. It's count time. It's time for every man and woman to stand up and be counted. I'm Brother L.D. Azobra, and I'd like to welcome you to another edition of Count Time Podcast. As you always know, we always have very, very special individuals on this show. And we got someone that near and dear to me, uh, my dear friend, Ken Folks, who I met many, many years ago. We have Miss LaBelle Demby here today from out of Donaldsonville, Louisiana. Welcome to Count Time. Okay. Hi, I'm LaBelle. And so good to have uh, my friend here today. Uh, Mr. Lyman, and uh, it's just a pleasure having him at my home today to interview me about my past and future. And I met her many, many years ago uh, while I was at LSU with her kin people, a guy named Dimitri Williams. We were roommates, and he brought me through here one day to, to visit with you. Do you remember those days? Yes, I do remember those days. I do remember that. Uh, the day that you and Demetrius came, uh, I was I was real really uh, excited about because both of you were football players. <laughs> <laughs> I was really excited and talked about it for a long time afterwards. Oh, you do remember that? That was long. That was that was yeah. a long time ago. Yes, yes, it was. Well, yes. He, well, he thought very, 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 very highly of you. Yeah, you know, Demetrius he, was my godchild. That's your word. I forgot yeah. about that. Yes, he was my godchild, and but uh, he did come by and interviewed me for a magazine. Mm-hmm. And uh, he took a picture of me, and it, it appeared in the magazine. Yeah, that's when his yeah. wife Robin was doing. Like, what name? La Rouge? La Belle? I forgot the name of the magazine. You know? I forgot. I yeah, still have the magazine, wife. but I forgot it. Yeah, he too. And his wife was doing the magazine back uh, right after the Hurricane Katrina. Now let's talk about you. Now let's get. Now where, where are you from? Where, where, did, where did you grow up at? I grew up in Irvingsville, Louisiana. Oh, that's right uh, up the street. Yes, yes. And um, I went to school. We went to school. I was like I was I used to call it primer grade. You went from primer grade to first grade. You must went to a Catholic school. I ain't never heard that. No, no. Primer. Primer grade. They used to call it primer. That was the grade before. It's like, no, I guess like preschool? head start. Like preschool? Like preschool, oh, yeah. Okay. We went to school in a church, St. Peter Baptist Church in Irvingville. We would walk to school. With our neighbor. We had some uh, neighbors that was a little bit older than us, and they would bring us to school. Uh, and bring us back home. You know, they, they was at school too. Okay. Wasn't that much difference in our ages, but we was a little bit younger than them and myself than and I. And we went to school. It was at a, a Baptist church. The church is still there. So y'all went to school to in a church back in then. In a church back then, and uh, the, the graveyard was you know same yard with the church. And Sunday we would be playing on the on the on the. Or the heads on the, <laughs> we'd be playing on the graves a lot of time they had the vaults like they have now and we'd be playing around on the grave and stuff after Where? that we went to school in Winterville where's Winterville? It's, it's near Irvingville I would say between Port Allen 
in Urbanville, a, a, a community called Winterville. We went to school there. We were still walking. We were still walking to school. And after that, after Winterville, we went to Corn High. Oh, you ended up going to Corn High. So and that's, that's where I graduated that's from. So that's what, that was the only high school you could go to back that then. That was the only high in school. In Port Island. That, in Port Island. It was a long time before they built that school. So what, what grade did you start out when, uh, I mean, how long the school had been there when you started going? When I started going, I, I would think I was in eighth grade. I'm not too sure. It, Either eighth or ninth grade. And it had just been built? It had, right, right. It had been built because my sister, my oldest sister, was one of the, f graduated one of the, f the first class that graduated from Court High. Uh, what, what's your sister's name? Was? Emma Jean Harlow. Oh, yeah, Harlow's. So you come from the Harlow family. I came from the Harlow family, yes. That, that's, yes that's, a, that's a very powerful name, uh, Harlow's. Did you know W.W. Yeah. Harlow? That was my uncle. That was your uncle? My daddy's brother. Oh, yeah. Hold on now, hold on now, hold on now. W.W. <laughs> Harlow was your uncle? My uncle. Lived in Plaquemont, yeah. That's my daddy's brother. Linda is my first cousin. So. Now, he was up there fighting for Civil justice, rights. for the rights of the, of the people way yeah. back then. Yeah. So did you keep up with what was going on at that time? No, I guess I was too young to. Um, when they had, they had arrested him, I, um, they brought him down to the jail in the, down here in Donaldsonville. Right. I called the jail. You called the jail? I called the jail. And I asked to speak to him to let me speak to him. <laughs> <laughs> it was a little small jail then. It's still that little jail still there, but they don't use it. You know, it's the, they made it some kind of monument on it or something. But anyway, because I was concerned about him because he was a diabetic. You know, diabetics have to eat, you know, like a certain time. They're supposed to eat often. And I called and I talked to him, and he told me that he was okay. And uh, I didn't have to bring in the food. You were living in Donaldsonville. I was living in Donaldsonville. And so you was able to call. You didn't, you didn't go visit, but you called. And I called, yeah, and then let me talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the sheriff, the sheriff was uh, what name was Tapenye? Tapenye. Yeah, I worked under him too. I worked. I wasn't working then when I talked to Uncle Bill. But uh, I worked for the Donaldsonville Police Department first. And Trepanier was the chief of police. So you worked under him? Under him. Then I worked on the Murrah Harbor with the city of Donsonville. Then I went to the sheriff's office. After they abolished the police department, right. sheriff's office took over law enforcement. I then worked for the sheriff's office until I retired. Oh, so, oh that's why I let you talk to Because everybody knew you. When you called, they knew who you were. Yeah, I guess they did. <laughs> he let me, they let me talk to him. I'll never forget that. If you call him Uncle Bill. His <laughs> name was William then? William. Mm -hmm. And that was your, your daddy's brother? My daddy's brother. Um, so he grew up in Irvingville too? Yes. Yes. He grew up in Irvingville. So, but also, well, I want to make sure I acknowledge that Miss Demby still runs Demby and Sons Funeral Home. In Donaldsonville. Yes. Been doing yes. this for 64 years. Yes. So I want to make yes. sure I acknowledge that. We're going to get to that too, but let's, let's talk All right. about you. Okay. Uh, now, how many sisters and brothers did you have? It was 
Four of us. Well, five. My, my mother lost her first child at, at uh, I think they told me he was three years old when he passed away. That was before I was born. And what's your mother's name? Doris Domingue. She was a Domingue. And where was she from? She was from Walls, Louisiana. Tell and, me, what about your dad? What, what was his name and where was he from? My dad was uh, George Harlow, and he was from Irvinville. So most of Harlow's from Irvinville or Rugan? Where were they from? Most of them is from Irvinville. Oh. Most of the Harlow's from Irvinville, yes. So the school that you went to, y'all had to, how did y'all meet to get to school? You had to walk to school? The school was, bit, was pretty far? Yeah. Uh, there wasn't that far where we had to walk. Um, now people would say it's far, but then to us it wasn't far. No. Yeah, we would walk. Yeah. Unless it was raining or cold. Highway, one, highway 190, we would walk on side the highway. Sometimes we would take a, a shortcut through the woods to get to school. We would walk. <laughs> so, I mean, but if you was to calculate, how, how would you say it's a half a mile, a mile from where you had to walk? Oh, I would say, I would say a mile we had to walk. I don't know if you ever noticed if you was on Highway 190 going to New Roads. Uh, Bird Satellite. Bird Satellite Lounge? Lounge, yeah. yeah. That. That's, That's where we used to live. That house, that house is, they finally threw it, tore it down. We lived in that house right by Bird Satellite. They didn't have that. That was just a house there. The birds owned that house we lived in. So you, oh, that, that's where you lived then, right? That's right. almost the last, That was the right? last place we lived was in, uh, in Winterville. Well, that's, Before I, that's we, my mom and dad left. Oh, okay. See, we lived in Irvinville, and then we moved to Winnipeg to uh, Grand Bayou. And so then they left. You say where did where y'all moved to when they left? So, when they left, we had already. We was graduated from high school, and we. I went to to live with my sister in Bad Rouge, and I went to work. Oh, okay. What kind of work you went? You did a restaurant. It was like a they call it a tea room. And that was at, oh, what was the name of that store? Dalton's, I believe. Dalton's on, on Main Street in Baton Rouge. And it, had, it, it was a, a clothing store, you know, like, well, a department store. And they had a tea room. They had breakfast, lunch at, at the place. I worked there as a waitress. So you did that while, while you was in school? No, after I graduated from high school. After I graduated from high school. You, when you came to Bad News, so now you moved to the big city with your sister. <laughs> sister yeah, yeah. <laughs> which, which sister you were yeah, living with? Yeah, I was living with my oldest sister, Emma. Now, now you got to give us, now what time frame, what year was this? I graduated from high school in 1957. So that was in between 1957 and 58. I got married in 1958. You got married in 1958? You didn't waste <laughs> right no time, huh? No. <laughs> no time. <laughs> Yeah, I got married in 1958 and moved to Donaldsonville. So now, who, who did you marry? I moved, I married Henry Denby Jr. And where is he, where is he from? He's from Plaquemine. He's from Plaquemine. Plaquemine, yes. Yeah, so the, Plaquemine. the Denby family is from Plaquemine? The, the Denby, that's right, they're from Plaquemine. So now yeah. you, you got married at the ripe old age of? I was, um, I was 19. The 19. Next, I got married in October of 1958. In November, the next month, I made my 20th birthday. But you, you living in Baton Rouge, so he was living in Baton Rouge at the time, too? No, he was living in Plaquemine. 
how you was getting it was hard to get around back then so <laughs> oh no that's what really got me here at night for his graduation gift we graduated the same year he graduated from 1957 from IHS Iberville High School his parents gave him as a graduation gift a 1957 Chevy Impala. Turquoise and ivory. Turquoise. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that car? That made an impression on you, huh? That's what got me. <laughs> brand new car. A brand new, you know? So yeah. he got it going on, huh? Oh, yeah. So you didn't ride that car, huh? I didn't even know how to drive then. But after we got married, I learned how to drive. I got my driver's license. When we, when we, when we got married, we moved in the funeral home. We had an apartment in the funeral home. But, but, but hold on now, so the funeral home was already here? It, it was already here. They opened a funeral home in 1958 also. Oh, okay. It was, yeah, they had just opened, when we got married, they had just opened a funeral home. Well, his dad did? His, his dad, And what, yeah, was, it, what his, was his dad name? His dad, my husband and his dad opened a funeral home together. Okay, that's how yeah. Dimby and Son then. That's how right. Dimby and Son, yeah. Okay. My husband had to be illegally emancipated because he was too young to have a license or whatever. I remember he had to be legally emancipated, whatever that meant to make him be able to do what a 21-year-old would do, I guess. Because he was only 19. He was only 19? You know, only 19 years old. Uh -huh. yeah, yeah. I'm nine months older than him. And here, um, he and his father opened a business. We had, after we got married, that's when they dedicated the business. It was all, all in 1958. And it's still in the same place it was then? It's still the same place. Yeah, we did a lot of remodeling to it. And but, the largest. But it's still the same, it's still the same location from still 64 same, years ago. 64 years ago, the same location. So you did pretty good. You got you 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 got you married him. You got a man who just got a brand new car. You just graduated out of high school. Yeah. Yeah. He got a business. Yeah. Back then, that was big time. Yeah. My husband and, and his they, I forgot how many years they ran the business before they passed. Uh, and uh, my husband's her father's name was Henry Demby Senior, and my husband was Henry Demby Junior. My father-in-law passed away in 1989, and my husband passed away in 1990, eight months apart. Eight months apart. Eight months apart. Both of us was like sudden death, in a, in a sense. Like my father-in-law, he had had a, a heart bypass. Well, you know, you, even in those days, you would survive that. Oh, he, had to, he had the surgery and... Uh, it never came out. It never came out of it. You know, it was died in the hospital maybe one or two weeks after he had the surgery. And my husband had a massive heart attack. Eight months later. Eight months later. And here I was, still living in the funeral home. What am I going to do now? I just prayed on it. I just prayed it. And the answer came, you know, like. Everything just started to fall into place, and I went on with the business. So it took, it took you a while, but once you prayed and... Once I prayed, and I prayed on it, 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 
Well, we were still open because my son, son was a, a he was an involver, field director and involver. My oldest son, he was field director and involver, and he was. That's Charleston. No, that's Claude. Claude, okay. Claude passed away, too, and uh, he was running the business, and I was helping him, and, and I was still working. I was working for the uh, Accession Parish Sheriff's Office. And I needed, after my husband passed away and also be retired, I needed four more years with the sheriff's office to be able to retire. So I put those four years in, retired, and I needed to get a license. I, I wasn't a licensed funeral director. Well, my son was a licensed funeral director and in Balmer, my daughter was a licensed funeral director. In order to manage, I had to have a license. So I went to Delgado and took up the funeral courses. And uh, I had my license. It took me about a year and a half to do it. And but, but in the meantime, I know Charlene must have came down and, and worked to help. Huh? No, she did not. No, she didn't. But I kept Charlene's license up every year. I would renew it for thirty some years. But now she. Now, now she's back after how she, years. She's active now. You know, yes, all the time she had a license, but she's. Not active, but now she's active. Okay. She had to. She had to come and uh, do some hours in order to be active. That had to be a very trying time to lose it. Your father-in-law and your husband within one yeah. year. Yes. Yes. I mean, and you weren't even ready to take over those business. That, that didn't I even cross ready. your mind at the it time. Had never crossed my mind. But I, but once that happened, when my my husband passed. I've gone, you know what, this is, it's, it was a good business that I knew, but you just had to do and do, and do the right thing. You know, right, you had to put in a lot of times. Many nights I would work to two or three o'clock in the morning and get up, five, maybe six, seven o'clock and get up and go back to work. Because it had to be done. You know, you had to put time into it. You know, once we got it, maybe a, about four or five years, we remodeled the, the whole the building. We remodeled it. Once you started figuring everything out. Figuring, right. Yeah. No, but to, to to move from so you didn't stay in Baton Rouge long at all. You, no, you I didn't. Herb got there. Herb got there. You saw you saw that turquoise. And I oh yes indeed that was it. <laughs> but look, so we we could do well. We're going in, we're going into the funeral home business. Oh boy. Life could got any better, huh? Coming out of Herbie Field. <laughs> yes, coming out the cotton field. Out the cotton field. What you know about the cotton field, Miss? Yes, indeed. Debbie, what you know about the cotton field? My my dad was a cotton farmer. He would he would uh, that was that was our living. He was playing cotton, and we would have to miss school because cotton the cotton time is always in like the last of September. In October, when you start picking cotton, when they've all budded out, and school would open in September, we have to miss school. But then they they knew that the children had to work in the ones with the with the farm. Uh, they would excuse us. So, so you had the big old cotton sack, that big old long cotton sack. Long cotton sack, that's right. And in, in, in early in the morning, would they have dew? to do and your sack would get wet, it'd be heavy. <laughs> <laughs> and 
And you didn't weigh that much, so. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, how old were you when you started picking cotton? I would say, I would say about 16. 15, 16 years old. Because you had to help out. We right? had to help out. Yeah, we had to help that, out. That was a family affair. Right. My daddy also was a mechanic, but he gave up being a mechanic, and he had his own shop in Irvinville. He gave up being a mechanic to do the farm, which we... They said cotton was king, so there was more money in cotton at the time? Yes. And he also had, like, a... Uh, uh, vegetable farm, like arched potatoes, green onions, cabbage and stuff like he would grow and he would sell it. Oh, okay. With the truck, you know, I used to go around in the truck selling and like that's how we made our living. Okay, that. Yeah. Now, I, I, I interviewed a young lady by the name of uh, Shirley Brooks Neal. Okay. Uh, who married to Rafa there, who said she was, she, she, they're from Irvinville. You, did you know them? I did. I didn't know. I knew Rafa Neal. I didn't know Shirley, but I knew Rafa Neal. How you knew Rafa? Okay. Rafa Neal would pick cotton with us. He would help. He didn't live far from us. And uh, Daddy would hire extra help to help us pick the cotton. Uh, and Rafa Neal used to pick cotton with us. Was he playing the blues back then? I don't remember him playing the blues then. I knew after I got married and moved here, I used to hear about him playing, playing the blues. The harmonica, I believe. The harmonica, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, and he once, Riffinio once played uh, at our very first family reunion we had in Prairieville, he played. Oh, so y'all got Riffinio at, the, at, at yes. the family reunion? Yes. Now, so now you say Rafa Neal and his band played for your for the family reunion. How much long? How how long ago that was probably? With? Oh, that was a long time ago. I would say in the sixties. Oh, the sixties. Okay. I would say in the sixties. Yeah. So now he that, at that time he had established a name for himself. Yes. And yes. So y'all was, was proud of the the. the yeah, we were so proud of it all. Ran to him and you know talked with Rafa Neal. You know, and started reminiscing about us picking cotton, etc. <laughs> yeah. Did you know that Buddy Guy played with him? I don't remember Buddy. You don't remember no. Buddy? Was the music pretty good? It was good. You make it want dance. <laughs> did you do much dancing? I used to love to dance. You did? I did. Not anymore, but I used to love to dance. Did you a good dancer? Yeah, I was fast. That's a, you know, you used to dance fast then, you know, well, like the, the, the swinging, swinging out. The swinging, yeah. The swinging. yeah. <laughs> so you, know, you like get swing, twirl around and throw right. it on back of the shoulders and all yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you was good at that? Oh, yeah. I did. I still uh, love to dance. Quiet, they call it the swing out, you know, like the swing out, you know, it was fun. You going to get up and cut some steps from it now? No, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Ah, no, I couldn't. But I, but I still, when I hear music, it's something I really like, and I feel like I want to dance. Well, you need to dance. And sometimes I do it by myself. Okay, now when, when y'all moved to Donaldsonville, was True Friends Hall still up and popping, like they say? It was. I, once, my husband and I, before we got married, he, he had a band. My husband had oh, a band. He had a band too. What was the name of his band? His drummer Slim and his Rockin' Aces. <laughs> <laughs> now, 
That's it. What more time? Drummer Slim and his rocking aces. Now, who was he? He, he, he was, it was Henry Demby Jr. was the leader. Oh, okay. My husband was the leader of the band. Now, who, now, who was uh, Rocket Slim? Uh, oh, Drummer Slim and his Rockin' Aces? Yeah, who was that? Well, the Rockin' Aces was the rest of the band. Drummer Slim was my husband. This, they was called oh, him. That's, this, that's this, what called your husband. That's what I wanted to say. Was, okay. My husband was Drummer Slim. So he and, played the drums and some? Yeah. He plays the drums and some. So they, they was pretty good, too? It was good, yeah. At 19 years of age, he had a, he had a band. Yeah. His daddy used to travel with him. So now what kind of music did they play? Played like some songs, like you could slow dance off, and some of it you could dance fast. Oh, and I was just so proud to be with him. Oh, that's powerful. Why, why are you so proud to be with him? Because he was in a band, you know, and I was his girlfriend. Oh, yeah. so, so <laughs> and, and the toy girls and I was shivering. Yes, indeed. Make the other girls jealous, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now what? So now what? They 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 played at the True Friends Hall. Your husband. At the True Friends Hall. That was the first time I was in the True Friends Hall. Was was that? that it had a, had a large crowd. Yeah, it had, a, it had a large crowd. What, what, what it was basically teenagers at the time? Yeah, teenagers, yeah. You know, young people my age, I was 19 years old. So Dallasville was a nice, it, a nice it, town to it be was, in. It was, it was nice. It was a nice town to be in, a nice place to be in. Now, who, um, who, who were your friends back then? Well, then I had a friend named Dorothy Nicholas. Well, she passed away years ago. Where was she from? Uh, she was from here, from Donaldsonville. She was one that kind of took me under her wings because she was older than I was. She kind of taught me, helped me to learn how to cook. I didn't know how to cook. You got worried me off a farm. I didn't know how to cook grits. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know how to cook. No. I was the one at home. When we was at home, my sister would help my mom cook. I was the one to clean up. Oh, I was. Okay. I was clean. I would like to clean. I used to like to clean the house. So I didn't learn how to cook. I did. Uh, other people thought that my mother-in-law was an excellent cook. My husband just cooking too. He, he cook. He was a better cook than I was. That's true. Let's go back. To, I'm, I'm interested in the True Friends Hall back in the 60s. That was the only place for the teachers, young people to go. I'm pretty sure beside the bar, you know, and anyone was to go there. And what about the theater? They had a theater right next to it. Well, they had a theater, yes. But the only one I remember, it was on Railroad Avenue. Oh, the Grand Theater. The Grand Theater. That's the only one I remember. Because the True Friend, the museum owned the True Friends, now, Railroad African American Museum. But mm -hmm. I had purchased the, the True Friends. That was all told. I was told that. Uh, that you had from purchased From the organization. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, severed you know, quite a few years ago, 1970, 97, 98, something like that. Okay. And, and because of, for the historical purpose, mm -hmm. you know, it really want to make sure that the museum can mm -hmm. have it to, you know, preserve the history of of all the great things that happened. Because that building was built, I think, in the late 1800s. Oh yeah. Or maybe early 1900s by Dr. Lorry and their, their. Oh okay, I didn't know that. By, by Dr. Lorry. Okay. It's by the organization of True Friends uh, Benevolent oh, Society. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. You know, but he was one of the head of, of the, that took the lead in getting it built, organizing all this kind, all these things. Oh yeah. yeah. Him and a bunch. Of, I can't remember the other the other guy's name. So we would like to 
anytime I start talking about the truth, it grab my it piques my interest. So I mean, mm-hmm. I'm always excited to hear about the truth, friend. Mm-hmm. But we was talking about you say you know Ray Fania, you grew up with Ray Fania. Mm-hmm. So y'all about the same age? How, what year you was born? I was born in 1938. 1938. Yeah. Okay. I think he was born in 36, 36 or 37. Right. Mm-hmm. Now you finished Corn High. Uh-huh. What year? How, first of all, how did you get to Corn High from Irvine? Oh, we had a bus down, a school bus. <laughs> oh, y'all moved up. Huh? You <laughs> moved up. So the bus company would come get you all. The bus would come pick us. We picked up. We would uh, cross the highway 190. We lived right on Highway 190. It was the last house we moved to where Bird Satellite is now. That house that just recently tore it down. It's, it was standing for a long time. It was falling apart, but they tore it down. We would leave out the house, cross the highway, and wait for the bus. During that time, they would, they would have a, a flag, a flagman, to stop the traffic, you know. The, we're still friends with uh, Edison Wheeler. Mm-hmm. He was our flagman on the bus. He would hold a flag at the bus for the traffic to stop. I read. <laughs> he was like they had the lights like they got now and the signs oh, come oh, pop out. Talking about the Wheeler that live in California now? Yeah. Edison Wheeler, they got the uh, the rest of business. Yeah. Multi-millionaire. Yeah. Okay, so so he lived in Irvingville. He lived in, his love what they used to call it, he lived around with, with Hall Davis' house in uh, So, but, but he was, he was, he was the flag, but for, for He was the flag. But he was going to school too. He was going to school too. So, the, the bus would pick them up first, you know. And then they would, when we got it, it would get to us, and we went on to Winneville and went on to Port Island to school. And what is that? His name is Ed Wheeler, or what's first? They call him Ed. They call him Ed, but his right name is Edison. Edison. But they call him Ed. And he has has a couple other brothers too. Yeah, yeah, and sister. So, but all y'all went to school. So you went to school with Miss Granger then. Yes. Barbara Granger. Barbara Granger. Yeah, that's my, those are my people there. Yes. Her and Charlie Granger. Yes, Barbara and I, and we were good friends. We used to play basketball. Coin high. You played basketball? Yeah. <laughs> now, now hold on now. You played basketball. I played basketball you, with Corn High and Barbara Barbara was on the team. Barbara was good. Barbara and Joyce uh Purnell and Francis. Oh I forgot Francis last name. They was good. So so she really was good. Barbara was good. She, she be bragging telling me that she was a good basketball she player. She was a good basketball player. She really was. I was on the sideline most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of on the timid side, but I, now, I what, wanted to play. What made you decide you want to play basketball? Because basketball was something that y'all didn't do coming from Irvingville, was it? I guess I liked it. But you had to be kind of rough, you know? <laughs> <laughs> One time we were playing in Channeville. And they put me in on, on the end, on the end, uh, almost the game was almost over. And I, and I made a score and won the game. <laughs> <laughs> but they yeah. put you in at the end and you won the game for Yeah. yeah. So y'all were losing? And it fell all over me. Uh, and that was the last time you played? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Because <laughs> I, I, I like basketball, I, like, I still do. You watch basketball now? No. no. My sister do though, she into basketball. but. I hardly ever look at TV. Oh, you're not a TV person, then, huh? 
But you know, but it's just interesting to hear you say you played basketball when you. I mean, you was in the cotton field. That was serious work. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was serious, serious work. How long would you stay out there in the cotton? Field? We would we would pick cotton for about a month. Because we would we'd always go back to school to take our six-week test. Okay. So about six weeks. But how long it takes to fill up one of them cotton sacks? How long would it take? It would take you a good while. Because, you know, the cotton is soft, you know, very yeah. light. It would take you a good while. You'd stick your finger sometime, you know, because it had, a, like, a sticker on the, on the, I call it the bud. Mm-hmm. The cotton open up in, it had a, stick, a sticker, like, on the end. It kind of stick your fingers. We would miss school for about a month because we'd always go back to prepare for our six-week test. It had die every six weeks. You had to had a test. We'd go back when we first would enter. When we go register for school, they would give us our books that we needed. We would go back in time enough to kind of catch up what you missed and take and take your test. So, when you missed that four to six weeks of school. You didn't go to school at all. We didn't go at all. Mm-hmm. But you were still able to go back and catch up. Could go back and catch up. What, what y'all was reading? Y'all was reading, doing the homework. We read our, we would read our books, you know. Or sometimes if some of the classmates would, would get the lesson for you, you know, would give you the notes if you could, if you had a way to get to them to get the notes. So now, when you moved from Irvingville, you had graduated from. From Corn High. When mm-hmm. you, what year you graduated from Corn High? 1957. 57. And you uh-huh. moved to Baton Rouge. Uh huh. You took a job. I stayed. At- I stayed with my mom and dad maybe for about a couple of months. Because I remember my my dad had had gone in the garden and 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 got some green onions. And that was my job was to to cut the the, the you know, I call it the mustache on the green onion. The root of the, the, the uh, green onion, cut that off, and then cut some of the green part off so you could go sell it. And that was my job where you were sitting, I was sitting on a little, a little box, and you had the can knife turned upside down, and that's what you would cut the green onion with. Oh, yeah, the, I did that for a little while, and then I went to Baton Rouge. It's time to go, huh? Time to go. I love I you, get away from you. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get away I, I, from you. I got to go live my life now, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I was the last one to leave, and then, then the same year, uh, 1957, 58, 1958, my, they moved, my, dad, my parents moved to New Orleans. Why, why New Orleans? Well, we was lease, he was, was leasing the property. Where we was, the birds who owned Bird Satellite, mm-hmm. they daddy owned that property, so when he, he got killed, he, he used to have a cane, a sugar cane farm, and during that time, when it would, like have the load the sugar cane on a wagon. They had the horses would be pulling. I don't know if you remember that, but pull the, the Derek. They used to call it Derek. In some kind of way, it popped the loose and hit him in the back, and he he died. Not who, who, instantly, who, but Mr. Bird. Mr. Bird. The one who uh, started. Wilson, the one who Wilson. started all that. The one who owned the pro- the what, property. What was his first name? Wilson Bird. Wilson. He had a son named Wilson too. And he's the one who owned the property, the last house we live in. When he when he died, and then my dad had, we used to live on Grand Bay in another little little house with no with, with no screen or nothing. The old time houses. Oh, yeah, you couldn't open the windows at night then, huh? No, the mosquitoes are tail. <laughs> <laughs> you just had the flip cans. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember them days. If you didn't have no screen, you was a drummer. Yeah. And you was flitting all night. Yes, the, the mosquitoes kept coming, kept coming. So after he got killed and then we moved in his house, where he was there, Mr. Bird was living, it was a pretty nice house. It didn't have running water or, and had outside toilet, but it was a better house than when we was living, a much better house and a bigger house. It had the hardwood floors and it was a nice house. Mm-hmm. They, had, they, had the, they had the sifting. The tanks outside. Outside. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Septic. Uh, what, what you call them? What they call it again? Septic. Septic. How you say it? I always say septic. I didn't know how you say septic. <laughs> the septic tanks. You know yeah. the tank with the water from the ram water. Right. Yeah. And you used to have little menace in the water. <laughs> Le- Le- I call them little Baby menace. frogs. Yeah. I call them little whatever the thing was. After Mr. Bird passed away, we moved into his house that my daddy uh, was, leased, was leasing from his son, so they was living in New Orleans at the time. Both of those boys was in college. Daddy was leasing from them. Well, when the lease was up, and we all had left home, all the children, they decided to move. They didn't really, they didn't uh, renew the lease. They moved to New Orleans. So what, what your dad and mom end up doing in New Orleans then? In New Orleans, my daddy worked with, my, with his nephew. His, de- his nephew was a carpenter. And my daddy worked with him, and my mom worked at a school in a lunchroom. My mom lost a house um, from Katrina. She was in the night ward. So you, your mom was still around for Katrina? My mom lived to be 100 years old. She in 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 the Katrina, after Katrina, I, had went to, I went to get her before when we knew there was supposed to be, Katrina was supposed to be hidden in New Orleans. I went and I picked, I went and got her. We came, we came to, uh, I was still living in a funeral home. She stayed with me and she died in 2015. She lived to be she stayed, with, she stayed with me for 10 years and she lived to 100. Is she still active? On the last, like the last couple of months, about the last six months, she wasn't anymore. She didn't walk anymore. She stopped walking. But a hundred years old, so that means you're going to be around. You got to take care of Because Mama was walking for her birthday, though. I mean, for her party. We gave her a hundred birthday party, and she was walking. She was walking. She was walking with that walker. She was walking when she went. But when, but when after Katrina, she never went back to New Orleans? No. No, her, her, her house was gone. And she was living in New Orleans by herself? Yeah. And she was 90 years old. She was she was driving until eight until she made eighty five and she had an accident and that was it. And she said, "Jama, get me another car." I said, "Oh no, you know, no, no." <laughs> <laughs> My brother and me said, "No, Mama, you can't get no more car." Well, you actually you know, feel that? What happened, Charlie? Tell you you can't get a car. They already told me that. <laughs> <laughs> How you feel about that? How do they think you feel? I know. <laughs> <laughs> I had a little accident. Oh, Lord. I said, Lord, go ahead. Charles is saying, you have another accident. You ain't going to drive no more. Somebody <laughs> said, you wait. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you you got to go. You got to go. You can't be waiting on nobody. No. Your mom lived to be 100. She was 100. She made 100 birthday on June 17th, and she died at following October, October 28th. Yeah. So now the funeral home business for 64 years, and you're going to keep it going. You got family, you got 
children, yeah. are the grandchildren going to move back too? Yeah, my granddaughter has been with me for, she's she been with me for about 15 years. Oh, what's her name? Carmen. Carmen. Uh-huh. Carmen Demby Dickerson. She's been with me a long time. She's good too. So she's so she's she, a licensed funeral director. So but you glad Charlene showed back up from California? Yeah, she's teaching Charlene. Charleston's son, he worked with us for a while, but then he went to the plate, you know, that was it. More money. Oh yeah. But you know, it's a family business and you y'all kept it in the family for sixty four years. That's that says a lot. So you enjoy being in this in this business? I enjoy. Now? I really uh I like, I like being with the people, you know. You like to serve. I like to serve. That's it. That's that's exactly what what I need. That's what I want. I like to serve. I like to help. I keep telling my children, you gotta help. Sometimes you have to help the people. You know, mm -hmm. help them. God bless you. Bless somebody else. Now, now you have how many brothers you had? I had two brothers, but I lost one before I was born. You had, you had two sisters? Two sisters, yeah. Uh, give it the, the family name. Anybody, you say Teresa still living in California? Teresa's still living in California, huh? And then Teresa Molina, she was married. She was married. Uh, she had one son. She's been in California way before Charlene. I think they moved to, to California during the time Charlene was born. Yeah, it's 1969, uh, Dimby for taking time with your business schedule. All right, and Lyman, it's an honor to have you in my home. I really am, really am pleased. It really, it's an honor to have you in my home. Oh, I feel, I make me feel special. <laughs> man can shackle the hands, the man can shackle the feet, but only you can shackle the mind. The mind is always free to travel wherever you dare to take it. Welcome to Count Time.